Someone's cursing, my lord. Late night lunch. Someone's puffling, my lord. Late night lunch. Someone's growing, my lord. Late night lunch. Oh lord, late night lunch. This is a post-watershed production. Welcome everyone to a late night large incognito. Although a show by any other name would not smell quite as fragrant, needs must. We've done something we're not proud of, and now we've got to fly under the radar. I'm your twitching butter churn, Aaron Bliss, and wedged in the crawl space under the porch is Mike Large. Oh, I'll be wedged somewhere. <laughs> wedged myself right in there. If you hadn't guessed from that brilliant pseudo-cryptic introduction, it's because it didn't really make any sense. But tonight's <laughs> theme on Late Night Large, which we hope will be titillating, if you get what I'm saying, uh, is oh. Disguise. Disguise, indeed. Yeah, the, the concept of disguise stroke camouflage uh, will be ruminating and joshing and all kinds of other stuff. And giving it the big end. For the next hour or so, and hopefully entertaining us, your good selves. Mike, first of all, we'll do what we always do. Grow. Rub each other off. Brilliant. But before that, we'll go to, uh, we'll go to Wikipedia... To see what they have to say about this guy, oh, as if we didn't know ourselves. Trusty sponsor. And you'll not be surprised to hear that disguise can be anything which conceals or changes a person's physical appearance, including a wig, glasses, makeup, costume, or other ways. Camouflage, obviously, is along the same lines. Type of disguise for people, animals, and objects. We like yada yada yada. We we know essentially what disguise means, but. Why would you want to disguise yourself, Mike? That's that's kind of the more interesting part of this. Well, if I was to be one of those people that has, I don't know, like morals or a conscience, <laughs> then I'd probably want to disguise myself after most things that I do on a night out. <laughs> and just slip away into the shadows. Or, or if I was to be seen, yeah, as I say, be disguised... As it happens, you know, it doesn't bother me. But no. <laughs> after doing shameful things, you may want to uh, disguise your appearance so that people don't recognise you. Mm. Well, I mean, we're not. Unfortunately, we're not transformers, so we 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 can't. We don't have the ability to change at will. We're not robots in disguise. But disguise can be used by. But not are we? As far as I know, I don't have machinery as part of my components. Uh, I've got a pretty useful weapon. I've heard, uh, isn't it a what is it? A telescopic conception device that that unfortunately doesn't extend to its full length. It's a bloody good job it doesn't extend to its full <laughs> length as well. Okay. Well, disguises can be used by, but not limited to. For instance, uh, because Mike couldn't really think of anything off the top of his head, but let's say, like you know, the the more Sinister element, sinister factions of uh, communities, criminals, or by secret agents. Yeah, it, uh, espionage is obviously espionage is rife with disguises and camouflage of kinds. So, 
Might do Masquerade balls. <sighs> Masquerade balls, very good. And um, obviously Mardi Gras as well. Yep. Down in, is it is it New Orleans? Mardi Gras. Yes, it is. Ah, there we go. So Mardi Gras in New Orleans is uh, is a good opportunity for very very ugly people to hide their faces and potentially pull a stunner. Yep. Because you don't know what anyone looks like and you're not supposed to remove your mask. No. Alcohol helps as well. Let's be honest. Or, well, any kind of uh, hallucinatory drug might help as well. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, of course, not condoned. No, of course no. not. <clears throat> but, generally, uh, Mike, I, I guess we'd agree that disguises are used, obviously, to alter your identity. The motive being, obviously, either it would endanger your life if your identity was discovered, maybe. Or perhaps else. or someone else's or uh, you're trying to play a prank on someone potentially or you're embarrassed and ashamed so that, okay Mike let's give another example if you're say a bratty celebrity who's always in the news every time they step out their front door you might want to disguise yourself for instance you know Justin Bieber I think he's probably got a few reasons to disguise himself at the minute maybe if he uh, other than the fact that he's a gimp yeah well whether you're a penis or not some people just, you know, they want to be incognito, wander around unseen and unnoticed by human eyes. So there's many, many motives we've probably agreed for disguising oneself. Indeed, and there course, are. It's not limited to humans, of course. Mike, camouflage, natural camouflage, yep. is something deployed by a lot of creatures in the wild. Many in, creatures. In nature. What's the motive for these, though? Why camouflage? To hide from potential predators, one would assume. Uh-huh, okay. No, that's, that, I'll, I'll agree with that. So what does camouflage do? For just giving it the big end as well. What's different... Uh, or what, what's specific about camouflage as opposed to disguise, though? Blend into your uh, surroundings. There we go, yeah. Whereas a disguise is normally probably to make you look like someone else. Potentially or... to make you stand out, if anything. Yeah, you know, fancy it, dress party or something. Yeah, it potentially. Or, yeah, potentially yeah. stand out. Camouflage has the exact opposite, and it doesn't. And like I say, it normally attempts to make you look like something that you're not. If your creature makes you look like a background that you're trying to blend into leaves, foliage, a twig. Yeah, if you're a human being, maybe you paint yourself red and stand up against a pillar box or something. Yeah, indeed, I concur. Yeah, saying that, you know, you were just saying about disguise potentially having the opposite intention from uh, camouflage, i.e. making you actually stand out rather than blend in. That's what I grew. Uh, <laughs> I've thought of a actually really good point to back you up. One of my uh, one of my favourite episodes, actually, of um, Tells the Unexpected, which was the classic old, I think it was on the BBC... Anyway, 70s and 80s, it was Roald Dahl's brainchild. There were these classic, like, 25-minute episodes that always had, like, a big twist at the end. There was one particular one that, that I really liked as well, which bears your point, uh, where disguise was actually used deliberately to make someone stand out. Basically, the plot is that this guy arrives in a new town and he's ridiculously eccentric. You know, he's he's dressed in kind of Harlequin gear. Like he he looks kind of like part Harlequin, part magician. And he arrives, and he he's got the old the flamboyant wax moustache and goatee, Charles Darwin style. 
he's got a, a colourful top hat, like I say, Harlequin threads, pointy shoes, and he goes through the streets dancing, playing a flute. Um, pull, the bingham. pulls ribbons out of his sleeves, rabbit out of his hat, you know, um, snake pull, out of his trousers. <laughs> This was in the days before everyone accused every eccentric old man of being a pedo. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, just, um, you know, pulling coins from behind children's ears and and just generally entertaining everyone and um, leading them a merry dance. And, you know, people were a bit suspicious about him at first and they think, you know, is this creepy old guy actually? What's his, what's his intentions? What's his motives? Anyway, as the weeks go past, he meets more and more people and he starts to break down the barriers and they think you know what this guy hasn't tried anything funny maybe he's just a you know a genuinely nice little bit wacky person and you know they all enjoy his magic tricks and his sing songs and his playing his uh, instrument and he, he gradually gets to be a part of the community and they get to know his name which is you know some silly eccentric name um, he books into local hotels and what have you and, and asks for s- silly things like a room with a view and then and then, uh, oh no, he doesn't actually want a view. The view's the last thing he wants. All these kind of things. Basically, he he scorches himself in their memories, and the way he dresses obviously makes him stand out. As soon as he hits the street, everyone's looking at him. So that's an example of where it makes him stand out more. And the motive behind that was it's eventually revealed that he seeks out this local businessman one day, and he uh, he meets him in his office, hidden away from everyone. And uh, he reveals himself that he's actually an ex-employee or an ex-business partner, rather, who was sent to jail because of something that the you know the businessman had, had hidden or or framed him for. And he's so bitter that he uh, he spent his whole time in jail plotting how to get back at him. And obviously, this was his idea: takes off all the paraphernalia, including his facial hair and his long hair and beard and everything, and he looks completely different and obviously he's now dressed in a in a regular business suit and he basically says this is this is my way of getting back and he stabs him with uh, with one of his wacky umbrellas that has a sharp point at the end and then but you know before he stabs him he says you know who 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 exactly is going to uh, know it was me all they'll say is it's probably that wacky eccentric old fool who who walked into town he was the last one we saw going to the office and of course when he leaves the office he's not wearing any of that stuff and he looks completely different so there we go. That's a that's a great example of how a disguise can have the opposite effect, making you stand out as something you're not. Very good. There you grow. Oh. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say it. I'm growing. Don't say. <laughs> growing all over the place. Yes, Mike. What's growing on? Mike, another example of a, a classic example of disguise would be superheroes. Indeed. Their secret to identities. Conceal their, their true identities. Can you give me some examples? Superman. <laughs> Brilliant. Yay. Spider-Man. Um, Batman. <coughs> Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike Large. But... Um, it, also, interestingly, as you might know from the uh, mo- one of the monologues in Kill Bill, Superman is actually the only superhero who actually has to disguise his himself uh, as a regular member of society, as opposed to all the other superheroes who already are apparently ordinary members of society who then dress up to become the superhero. 
Oh, yes. Mm. Very good. Have Great you got a favourite at all? What, favourite superhero? Yeah. Oh, now you're asking questions, aren't you? Hey? Favourite superhero? That's quite a biggie. You can't just throw okay. that on someone. No? Or okay. who's your favourite superhero? <coughs> no, okay, well, um... Who's your favourite? We'll, we'll, we'll ponder it. Should we ponder? When we come back from, uh, from a quick music break. Okay, we'll ponder. We will. Hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, I said, hey, what's growing on? Welcome back. I, I have figured something out, and that I... That is thus I don't think I can pick a favourite. I mean, I should really... I mean, he's not my favourite, but I should really relate to uh, to Superman more than, than any of them. Um, as you said, you know, he's... He was born, you know, a, a super... He was born superior to everyone else and just tries, <laughs> has to try and blend in. It's a bit like me, really. So, oh, uh, right, yeah, I see. So, obviously, I relate to him... But as far as a favourite goes, uh, I wouldn't say he's my favourite, so I, I couldn't really pick one. How about you? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm going to be quite predictable. I like the uh, I like the gothic kind of spirits of vengeance. So I don't know if you'd call the crow a, a superhero, but it, if you don't allow the crow, then I'll, I'll I'll just go with the obvious of Batman, David Collins. You know, the spirit of the night, the dark night. You expose the darkness in your soul to be able to fight the darkness of the criminal fraternity. Pretty good choice. Yeah. And obviously the flying thing's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Well. The gliding thing. The gliding yeah. thing, yeah. It doesn't fly. Well, not yet. What <laughs> mean, not yet? <laughs> I'm going to relate this back to last week's Let No Large. Remember the theme? I don't remember yesterday. We were discussing flight last week, you puffin. Yeah, but I don't... That's all right, all right. Easy time. Why does that mean that? Doesn't oh, move on. Yeah, <laughs> move on. Banana Man, anyway. I'm just gonna throw it in there. Banana Man, he's a kiddie. Banana Man was great. Super Grand. Two. <laughs> so many <laughs> that uh, we could we could go on all night. We could, but it's not about superheroes. So we're it's not gonna go on all night. It's not all about superheroes. It's not what it's about tonight. No, it's about disguise. It's a, yeah. Giving it the big un. Mike, can I ask you something? Have you have you, you ever asked me? Have you ever purposefully dis- yes? Have you ever purposely disguised yourself for reasons yes. other than other than larking around? For reasons oh. other than oh look look how silly I look. Uh, fancy dress parties. No, I'm sure you don't go outside thinking oh, I'm disguising myself. But have you ever dressed in a way deliberately to avoid people kind of realising immediately it was you like maybe you don't want to run into people or not off the top of my head no but possibly I take it you have well kind of I remember when I used to when I used to go out on dog walks part of the lore of it was obviously just taking in long walks through nature without running into any other people uh, so in the past, in the black of the night, I have been known to dress all in black with a ski mask on to avoid anyone realising it was me because obviously my dog was generally quite black. So as long as you kind of saw them come in, you could like veer off and then they'd never know you were there. But then I guess I've always had a little bit of an attraction to being hidden, if you get what I mean. 
Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Because right. I'm going to I'm going to talk about something that's close to your heart, Mike. What hide the sausage? Oh, I <laughs> think I love more. Oh God! No, what I was going to say was, I know one. I know one section of society that probably relies on disguise more than many others, and uh, that's uh, that's the prowler. Yep. I was thinking maybe this is something you might be familiar with. <laughs> now, why on earth would you assume <laughs> such a thing? You may I mean, be on something. We, <laughs> we we can all mentally picture this kind of character, uh, obviously prowling <laughs> around after dark, probably dressed in quite dark colours. Maybe with a ski mask or at least a a black cap on to shroud his face. Uh, wandering around unlit areas, looking for that lonely bedroom night where he might see uh, a young lady pass by, either disrobing or or j- just kind of making herself visible. And then obviously positioning himself in some unseen area, maybe the bushes. Root deep in the bushes, mate. Yeah, mm. and then he he might have a pair of binoculars. He might not, and then uh, well, we all know what happens after that. The bishop bash, <laughs> salami slap. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, thank thanks for filling in the blanks. There, Monkey's Mike. bank. Cause, cause I'm, I'm sure none of the uh, listeners could have uh, made that out for themselves. No, I just wanted to make it painfully no, clear you, you, for the sake. You wanted of to slap it right across their face. Oh, slap it all over their face. Oh. See, I I. Work slightly differently, where <laughs> people give us your movements. not not just that scenario, uh-huh. but in other scenarios, perhaps on a similar kind of line, would uh, disguise themselves as much as possible. I just give it the big one, as openly as you like. Yeah. Come out, hello, how are you? I'm Mike Large. I'll be perving on you this evening. <laughs> um, you know, I. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? I'll follow you home. I I can't I I just I can't fathom how you think that's a clever way of going about things because I don't know if you've heard, but the police uh, don't tend to look too kindly upon harassment of young women like that. I know I had heard that. However, they ain't got shit on me. Right. <laughs> they've they've taken a little shit on you. Yeah, they took a little shit on me. <laughs> God, the police was going downhill. The thing is, I. Uh, always get away with it always I can be as vile disgusting cheeky yeah as I like always get away with it okay top big and giver but aside aside from you bullshitting oh I'm not lying there is a do you is there not like do you not get a certain a certain craving for just hiding away sometimes I don't I don't mean hiding as in being scared the I mean, just like go, mean. going out and and just being almost in, as invisible as you can. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yes and no. Uh, no, in the way that, well, it's common knowledge. I'll say it. I'm pretty fucking amazing, <laughs> and it, when you are as good as I am, uh-huh. uh, why would you hide away? Why would you? Why would you not want everyone to see you all the time and think, look how amazing that guy is? You know, look at him. Wow. <laughs> You know, g- girls want to be with me. Guys want to be me. So in that respect, no. I, you know, I'm. <laughs> it's a, I see it as a public service to let everyone um, see me and be around me. On the, on the day of your death, I'm sure you'll go Lenin style. Have your 
corpse stuffed and mounted in the in an open casket for people to file past. My hand sewn to my penis. Yeah, obviously. It, was, <laughs> it goes without saying, really. It does. It grows without saying. Grows <laughs> without. Oh shit! And I like it. that's what she said. And in <laughs> another way, yeah. Yes. What? Uh, I do. You know, wish I could just you know be invisible. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't even need to necessarily be invisible. Well, I don't need to be, because, as we established, yeah, I I can, you know, Michael Eichel does what he wants, but... He grows when he wants. He grows when he wants as well. You know, you got the whole female changing room thing going on, haven't you? Being invisible. Yeah, that's that's a big pause. Just going uh, going and sitting there. That's the only thing that perhaps I'd want to do that even I might not be able to... Worm my way out of. So, uh, yes and no. <clears throat> but we're caught somewhere between disguise and camouflage there. But no, I gr- I grow what you're saying. We're going to depart for a little bit to have another think about this uh, this kind of worms, which look a little bit more like snakes because they're in disguise. Don't be a puffin. Listen to Late Night Large. So we're talking about disguise on Late Night Large as a concept. Yeah. Mike, one thing we haven't discussed or deliberated yet. Growing. Shapeshifting. H- how are you on shapeshifting? Uh, I'm quite good at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, you know we were talking about being invisible, but it'd be a lot cooler, surely, to shapeshift, wouldn't it? Be able to shapeshift. It would be extremely cool in every sense of the word, yes. Definitely. I mean, you know what we are talking about. I mean, okay, being invisible would f- be fantastic for things that required sleight of hand for instance things like bank jobs like you say spying on people whatever those kind of things do require you not to be completely unseen but other things don't require you to be unseen or even they would draw more attention to you if you were invisible those things might be much better off with for instance shape-shifting where you're able to impersonate or clone the appearance of someone who's trusted if you if you grow what I'm saying yeah or like a Terminator yeah because they're they're really trusted aren't they <laughs> everyone uh, trusts a Terminator knob you mean the T-1000 right yes but remember actually yeah he could couldn't he he could impersonate any human he touched of equal size it, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it had to be of equal size and if it wasn't he'd have to kind of you know pad them out make them a bit more tubby or or what have you and he could form stabbing shapes and things like that but nothing with complex I can parts. form a stabbing shape <laughs> we don't want to hear about your stabbing shape <laughs> oh you're going to hear all about it so yeah we, we can all we, we'll all have to uh, aspire to be made of liquid metal but in the meantime there are other very cool shape shifting uh, things I mean there's a lot of deities demons and such mythological creatures who are who are notorious shape shifters Yep. It's almost always painted as a bad thing, though. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Do you think it's because people? people fear it. Do you think it's because people believe that shapeshifting can only be utilised for negative consequences? There is that about for, it, isn't it? For instance, like, there's there's a school of thought that <laughs> we've basically propagated as well, but there's a school of thought that goes. When human beings wish to, you know, have certain superpowers or whatever, 
the the majority of uh, motivations behind what they wish for is to escape consequences of socially negative actions. Do you grow what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm again going to relate it to uh, last week's Late Night Large or the last show in the archive when we finally get around to it uh, which was Flight and I said one of the purest things to wish for is the power of flight because it's such a wonderful human aspiration you know to be able to to I don't know glide through the blue sky to spread your wings and fly away to yeah to ex- to explore the world from above to see it in all its wonder etc etc whereas other things like being invisible I, I don't know well having a shape-shifting power there's a there's a perception that there's not really a lot of positive things you could do with these things <laughs> Do you know I what I mean? It's just People... the human mind putting a sinister spin on everything. Okay, well, try and uh, try and subvert this, then, Mike. Give me a give well, me I'll a positive. Give me a positive reason for you wanting to shapeshift. Nope, I'm typical. I'm just like everyone else, and all I can think <laughs> of is uh, negative. Do you see what I'm growing here? Because here what? on Late Night Large, we like to subvert the norm. You, we you like could... to go into the the deviations that the dark underbelly of human will you could use it to catch criminals oh okay um ah that that draws us into a potential new realm shift shape shift yourself into uh, a potential victim you know of of a of a heinous crime and then uh just as some motherfucker comes at you like oh bang and that's, what? That's, uh, that's a very good point, Mike, because you've drawn us into another another area that I hadn't even contemplated. And have you ever heard of the show Catfish? Uh, not, not heard of it? Well, let me fill you in, as you would say. <laughs> uh, Catfish... We're taking turns. Basically, the premise of the show is they try and catch people that they call catfish and the definition of a catfish is someone who trawls the internet on particularly dating sites pretending to be someone they're not now I don't know their motivations for that isn't that most people on no I'm not just talking about exaggerating your positives and and not talking about your negatives or even just seeing someone else's profile picture I'm talking about potentially sinister things, like, you know, claiming you're, I don't know, a rich Russian oligarch and really you're a debt-ridden uh, US drug launderer. Or claiming you're a 12-year-old girl and... Ah, well, there you go. The, this is what I was going to say, because Catfish, that's that's another method of disguise, isn't it? We we didn't discuss it. Cyber disguise. Yeah, Mike? Aye. Slightly different from the concept of cyber anonymity which is the kind of thing where you post abusive comments on YouTube and troll on Facebook pages and whatever. Anonymity is a bit different from claiming you're someone you're not. It's just, you know, completely disguising any identity at all. You grow know what I'm saying? Yes. So. Concealing your identity rather than deceiving. Yeah, so we're talking about cyber disguise and the catfish thing, obviously. Now, do we know people's motivations for it? I haven't watched the show, unfortunately, but, you know, what motivations can you... Obviously, you've just mentioned one. You might not be particularly pleased with who you are. You might be, you know, an overweight divorcee, uh, think you've seen better days. Got nothing going for you. You feel like you've got nothing going for you. Very low self Tiny penis. I don't know. (laughs) 
It sounds like you're describing yourself then, Mike. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I think we both know that's not the case. Uh, so, okay, so it might be to boost your own self-esteem, or well, not your own self-esteem, but boost your own appeal, your perceived appeal to other people. To law trick others into speaking to you, where yes. otherwise they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a slightly more convoluted and, and uh, definitely... Um, deeper form of deception than for instance tailoring your CV doctoring your CV there you're embellishing it uh, things that do exist but embellishing them as opposed to creating a maybe a completely false identity so okay cyber disguise uh, we're talking about that now let's go into the darker elements of cyber disguise which also happen to have the best elements of cyber disguise which is Mike Another American show I can think of, To Catch a Predator, is it? Sounds right. Yeah, it's a show in America where they deliberately try and ensnare online paedophiles. Yep. Groomers, as <laughs> Groomer has it. Groomer does has it. Has it? So, <laughs> I've heard. I've heard they nearly caught you out one time, Mike. They haven't caught me yet. <laughs> they so, haven't caught me yet. No. Nor will they. <laughs> glad to hear it so this is the case where like you say there are professionals who trawl online chat rooms and forums uh, that may be frequented by children looking for growers or people you'd assume to be of the age of a child and of course you then do a bit of research or maybe you speak to a lot of kids find out how they talk how they communicate and imitate it imitate it and, and, and cyber disguise become that personality now this is a case of good fight and evil really because the same thing happens on the other end now doesn't it you you combat one evil with one good but they're both cyber disguise you know the groomer pretends to be groomer. I don't know a confident 13 year old boy Give meanwhile me yeah meanwhile the, the honey trap is actually say a th- a 40 year old guy uh, dedicated to tracking these sick people down pretending to be a naive 12 year old girl who's you know looking for an older guy to have have a few dates with hold, hold, hold hands in the cinema no so anyway th- those cyber disguises kind of balance each other out but th- those are probably the most potent can you think of any other reason online other than like dating or grooming <laughs> online that you would need a cyber disguise for and to again not anonymity just actual disguising to um, steer away from the paedophile side of life uh, you know to uh, attract members of the opposite sex to you know meet you and then you know you, you come at them but that's like the day you fuck thing. them up get into them <laughs> lovely <laughs> a rotten amati so, oh, something better. Something for the weekend. So, yeah, again, back to the dating thing or, or the, the sex thing, anyway. So, yeah, the, those are reasons for cyber disguise. It, it's quite strange because basically we're talking about cyber disguise. Cyber disguise generally being used for trawling for sex. That's basically it, isn't it? I think that's just the way <laughs> our minds have, uh, have, have veered, yeah, veered the conversation. Okay. You know. uh, I can think of another one. What, what about identity fraud? Or, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, there's a disguise. Or like... But again, criminal intent. Some form of sabotage somehow. 
I don't know. Oh, mm, I guess so. Identity fraud more because you yeah. are potentially keying in other people's details, like claiming you are them. So yeah, online identity fraud to again, but I mean they're all kind of negative. They're negative things, aren't they? You Apart know, from you, catching bead files, that's quite a good thing. Yeah, that's to combat the adverse negative. But like you say, it's, tra- it's either trawling for sex by misleading people. Yeah, buddy. Or trawling for money by misleading people. <laughs> yeah, not good. But like you say, fight the fight against pedos uh, is a potential good cyber disguise territory, so to speak. Potential. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, okay, it's good. Right. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to combat this kind of sickness. And hopefully soon, they'll catch you, Mike. We'll be right back after uh, our last cheesy disco track. The following section has been removed due to copyright infringement. Sorry about that. Fight the power. And, Mike, love really hurts without you. Love really hurts with me. It's uh, one of those things catching me too, really, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. And uh, I'll, um, I'll just remove my fake wig and comedy glasses for a second as we... Uh, delve deeper into the murky world of disguise Mike what about espionage disguise uh, for the purposes of espionage I'm thinking uh, can you remember James Bond ever wearing specific disguises I can think of um, was it You Only Live Twice where he tried to look like a Japanese man do you remember that yes Sean Connery yes <laughs> I, I can't exactly remember I what he think, did I can't think of any more what, he, never really, he never really needed to. Well, he he always... I remember he posed as other people. Yeah, he did pose as other people, but it was generally not, not very good disguises, generally. No, never really a no. disguise as much as a, just a false identity, really. Yeah. Do you remember when Blofeld did it? <laughs> Do you... Got like a plastic surgeon to make a clone of it. I'll say something else then. Don't worry about it. Carry yeah, on. You're puffing. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's an example where disguise, you know, is life or death. Yes. It could be life or death. It could be. Espionage particularly. For instance, imagine if you were dressed as a woman. Like, seriously dressed, not not like transvestite, as in you were seriously dressed as a woman and needed to pose as a woman. That could be pretty hairy. <laughs> Hopefully it wouldn't be hairy <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> Oh, it'd be hairy. <laughs> but of course, espionage—the the disguises have to be really convincing. We're not—we're not talking about a, a, a crap a crap wig or some false eyebrows. Some uh, one of those glasses with a moustache underneath. <laughs> <laughs> well, that fools everyone, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it works Just, every time. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Groucho Marx style. Uh, no, but, you know, they always work, don't they? I mean, you you walk in anywhere wearing that and people are like, who's this clown? I turned up today wearing one, Aaron had no idea who it was. I oh, know, I was like, Kev? He's like, you? <laughs> Easy. Say shit like that. <laughs> so. Then he saw me growing and was like, ah, oh, there can only be one man. Uh, so, clown makeup? Another example of disguise? There we go, that's but another James Bond. That's another James Bond what? espionage disguise. Do you remember? In Octopussy, yeah. where he dresses as a clown to break into the circus to defuse that bomb. 
Do you remember that? That's a really, uh, that's a really good tense scene where Roger Moore, Roger Moore's dressed as a clown uh, because he he basically needs to break into one of the um, circus uh, wagon things to disarm the bomb. You remember films much better than I do. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so entertainment again. purposes though, clowns. That's well, it's not a disguise. It's, it's not a, a costume. No, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's disguise. Disguise, I think. I think the, the difference between dressing up and disguise is definitely motivation. Disguise implies it's the intent, intent to yeah. deceive. Exactly. Well, well said. And of course, like we say, in in circumstances of espionage, where it could be a matter of life and death, it has to be convincing. Like, look nothing like you at all. And yes, th- otherwise, th- it's not a very good disguise. And let's be fair, Mike. <clears throat> if let's be friends. Homo, you don't. Go on. Shut up. Espionage. Not only were we talking potential plastic surgery and/or uh, very convincing disguise. We're not just talking about imitating someone appearance-wise. You're going to have to learn different ways of body language. On the whole persona. The gait. You've got to find a different way of walking, sloping your shoulders. Uh, maybe a different way of talking. You've got. You've got to change different the essence of, of who you are. Yeah. Uh, it takes extremely good acting. Oh, it does. I think it's well beyond you. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> so espionage is one example where, like we say, your life could potentially be in danger if you, you don't get the disguise right. Now, other reasons that you might need a disguise, Mike, right? I've come up with these. Grow on. A bad debt. A crime that you're fleeing from. They're fleeing from the consequences of. An abusive relationship that you need to get out of. Yep. And of course, the ultimate deception, faking your own death. But let's go through these in in order then. Ah. So a bad debt. Now, obviously, if it's to authorities, it's not too bad. What we're talking about is a bad debt potentially to gangsters or loan sharks. Yeah, motherfuckers now, can get these, you. These fuckers won't listen to reason. No. They'll feed you to their bloody dogs. They'll so, have your kneecaps out and then... Oh, I've heard some horrible yeah, things. No. Or, th- or they'll beat you senseless, stuff you into a barrel and set you alight. Ugh. What we're, what we're growing about here is uh, these people are, are nasty, nasty bastards and you're going to need a serious disguise to prevent them from tracking you down. And when we say serious disguise, I'm talking about you, you'd have to... It would, it would be like witness protection, really, wouldn't it? It'd be, you, you'd need similar witness protection, but not only witness protection, you need to change your identity as well. So that would be probably plastic plastic surgery. I'm thinking you go, you're gonna have to well depending on how much you owe and who it is you're uh-huh. gonna have to go to some pretty extreme measures one would assume to avoid being tracked down yeah. and fucked up exactly potentially you know changing changing gender could be as extreme as that. Yep. Do you think they'd allow that? By the way, I mean obviously you could get it probably done privately, but do you do you think they'd al- Allow someone to. Ch- was a genuine reason? Oh, if it was, I guess if it was private, not necessarily. But if it's if it's public, you you'd obviously have to disclose. You'd you'd have to lie about it, wouldn't you? You couldn't disclose that it was to escape a bad debt. They would never allow changing gender for that reason. Uh, it depends on who the debt was to. If it was to people that were going to kill you, potentially, then they. No, but they still wouldn't allow you to change gender. Not in a public. If you did it, if you did it in a private, 
in a private clinic or whatever and you paid them the money, they probably would say, yeah, we'll do it. Anyway, okay, what about being a criminal? A smooth criminal. No. Uh, we're talking Ronnie Biggs style. My large style. Obviously, if you haven't managed to flee the country. So, you've committed a, a big crime. Made off with hundreds of thousands, millions maybe, from a bank or, I don't know, the the Royal Mint or, you know, something like that. Or whatever. Yeah. So you're fleeing from a big crime. Say you want to make a break with the past. How do you disguise yourself then? Because you... you, you're evading the authorities rather than nasty fuckers. Uh-huh. Which can be the same thing. Really? You think it's as serious? You no. Know? Generally, that's not life or death, is it? No, it's, it's freedom and non-freedom, really. Yeah. And the Which, pro- for some people, is and the problem the of, And the problem, of course compared to gangsters this this is where it gets funny is because although it's more serious if you're in with gangsters because obviously people would rather probably rather be alive and not tortured uh with authorities they're actually far more likely to be able to track you down because obviously the one thing you can never change is your fingerprints so whereas gangsters but you can burn them off i don't want to think about that Whereas gangsters are not likely to have fingerprint tracking uh, technology. They might do if they've got, you know, police on their payroll. Not but maybe, okay, but let's assume they don't. So, you can get away from them, but authorities, you know, unless you're wearing gloves at every public event, you know, they, there's a there's a chance they could still track you down. Especially if they've got dedicated teams on you. Okay, what about Go on. an abusive relationship? I'm t- obviously, majority of these will be women fleeing uh, abusive husbands or boyfriends. Let's say, for instance, okay, we'd have to say obviously no children involved because you can't really change your identity when you've got kids. You can. N- n- yeah, you can, but it's not a good idea because, you know, I'd imagine kids would be pretty traumatised by their mum completely changing their appearance. Say it's just, like you say, you've got, you've got a really abusive husband or boyfriend and you're actually really genuinely scared that he'll track you down how would you go about disguising yourself then? I wouldn't bother I'd just uh, come and find me <laughs> like my uh, <laughs> ex-boyfriend won't leave me alone uh, beats me up in shit I'd say look sweetheart <coughs> don't worry about it yeah right for for the, for the trivial fee of you know, uh, blow a job every other day. I will uh, provide Jesus protection. Christ. New lows of chauvinism, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she'd agree to that, Mike. Well, people do it anyway. So. Okay, what about faking your own death? Because obviously people do this for insurance payouts mainly, but you can obviously do it to flee from an old life. How how, how much would you recommend that? What what what? How how would you go to that extreme? What would provoke that extreme? You'd have to be in a seriously bad place, wouldn't you? You'd have, you'd have, you would have had to fuck up big time to <laughs> uh, to make that worth doing. True. Uh, yeah. And and that's not just, oh, I fucked something up. You fucked everything up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Your life has gone tits up. You have bollocks it, haven't you? Well said. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Mike, have you ever seen A Scanner Darkly? Sorry, what now? The film, A Scanner Darkly. Uh, or read the uh, novel, graphic novel. 
No. I was just saying because there's a character in there. It's played by Keanu Reeves in the film, but it's very cool. He's like a narcotics mastermind, like narcotics officer in charge of like cracking down on the distribution and whatever. What's and it to protect a scanner darkly. It's based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Anyway, he um, basically. He's head of it like the. Um, I'm pretty sure he's head of a narcotics division. I'm saying. Anyway, Chief Grow. To avoid to avoid him being corrupted and or threatened, he wears he wears a shape shifting suit. And because the the film's kind of done in a kind of animated style, although it's still it's still human characters, but it's done in a par- partially animated style. Like they put them into kind of a graphic novel style. How how it looks? Uh, yeah. He we- he wears this suit, and um, the the idea is that the technology has gone so far that they invent- they've invented this suit. And what it does is it constantly uh, changes how he looks. So his face changes from like a big bearded man to a beautiful woman to an Asian guy, and and not only his face but his whole body is continually changing how it appears on the outside. In other words, no one could possibly tell who he was at any given time unless he took the suit off and it's like a full body suit so I thought that was pretty cool so that's an example of shape-shifting them. that is pretty cool because that would be the ultimate winner's protection wouldn't it I mean don't get me wrong obviously everyone would know that that person was under witness protection because they'd be the only person who looked like a million different people at once but you wouldn't be able to tell which specific person it was which is what I mean yeah 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 okay and the last thing I was going to say, because we've run out of time, Mike, another master of disguise, uh, I believe, was Inspector Gadget. Is that right? Oh, what a man. What a legend. Am I right in saying he was... Was he a master of disguise? He was uh, a master of or, or many was, things. I think, no, from what I'm thinking, I think I think Inspector Gadget claimed he was a master of disguise. He was actually, like, piss poor at it, wasn't he? He just put on dark, dark glasses. <laughs> What he was a master of... What are you on about? Fool me every time. <laughs> what he was a master of was um, having robotic bits of him that, that that he could just like pull out like that and they'd get him out of situations. For instance, you know, he'd be being chased by a wild dog or something. All of a sudden, a rotocopter would come out of his uh, hat and he'd fly away to safety. Sorted. Uh, a criminal would be getting away on a moped or something. Telescopic arms punches him off into the road. There Perfect. we go. What a man. Yeah. Inspector Gadget was a hell of a superhero. I can't believe we didn't say him for superhero. Oh. Although I'm sure he wouldn't claim he was a hero. And of he course, might not, but we would. He's a very humble man. Uh, man, was he a cyborg or an android? <laughs> he, he was, was great anyway. And do you know what my favourite part of Inspector Gadget was? Always, always the self-destruct paper. And <sighs> for some reason, wasn't it his chief... His chief, somehow, in every episode, when he read the self-destructed note, his chief would always end up being in the one place where he threw the self-destruct note. (laughs) Like, there'd be a nearby bin that he'd be hiding in, it would land in there. He'd be in a post box another time, and he'd throw it in there. (laughs) And it always blew him up. We love you, Inspector Gadget. We do. But that's quite enough. Yeah. Mike, is there anything else to say about disguise in all its glory? Uh, morning glory um, no I don't think so except people just experiment you know 
dress all in black, buy yourself a Zente suit, full length lycra bodysuit. Just uh, manipulate your identity sometimes. Let people think, you know, think, well, where have they gone? I can't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where such and such has gone. There's no, off the map. There is no point trying to impersonate me though, because there is only one of me. And yes, then, Mike. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. Just saying. I should also just say, as a as a last little uh, footnote, of course there are people who uh, get paid to be in disguise. And when I'm saying paid, I mean impersonated celebrities. They might look yeah. very similar to them, but then they have to they change, you know, they manipulate their identity, they wear the same clothes, they pose the same way, and you can make a lot of money impersonating celebrities. So that's the opposite of what we're talking about intended disguises, which is to like flee consequences of things. Yeah, that's a positive. You, c- you can one, make, yeah, so. you can make. A, so there we go. It's not only negative. What hey. a great message. Look, our minds managed to uh, <laughs> rather them something positive. Well, once. yeah, they're not just demolition balls crashing against each other and knocking the whole building down. I'll show you my demolition balls. Get out. Right, we'll see you next week. Hope you had fun tonight. Ta-da!